0: Hello and welcome to our global S&OP community weekly podcast. Brought to you by Ahmed Khalid and Ahmed Al Hamamsi from Middle East. Our global S&OP community podcast mission is to build a global community from supply chain, marketing, trade marketing, sales and finance all over the world, where everyone's voice could be heard and listened. Every week, we host a new episode with great thought leader in the S and OP industry. We believe that one word, one story, or one conversation could open up the light in the screen of your consciousness and you'll never be the same again. We discuss hot and trending topics with our subject matter experts by asking the right questions that uncover their valuable experience in our show. You can visit our website AHMEDKHALED Co. Stay tuned every week with our global S and OP community podcast. Hey, 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 hello, and welcome back to our global S&OP community podcast. I would like to thank you for all the positive feedback about our new podcast, especially in iTunes. And in case if it's the first time for you to tune in here, my name is Ahmad Khalid, and I will be your host today. Our global S&OP community mission is just to remind you is to build a global S&OP community from supply chain marketing, trade marketing, sales and finance all over the world where everyone's voice could be heard and listened to. And as usual, may I ask you to uh, write in the comment, where are you from? Just to send some greetings for your wonderful country. Uh, you can listen to our podcast while you are walking, while you are running, while maybe you are jogging and maybe even inside your car when you are going to anywhere uh, in your country. And our aim is to drive a real values that these values can change literally your life. Maybe your life, maybe your career, maybe even your business to the better. We host uh, mostly uh, global thought leaders in the S&OP industry all over the world to reveal their valuable experience, stories and their knowledge. What we can guarantee you that this knowledge, I guarantee you this, this knowledge is a knowledge that you will never find in books because it's all about the experience, practical experience. And this kind of knowledge is an accumulation of real knowledge and on ground experience from our guests. I'm asking you to open your mobile just right now and open the iTunes, search by global SNOP community inside iTunes or maybe Apple podcast, and you'll find our podcast. You will find all the previous uh, episodes there. And you will find that always that we are not talking too much about theories. We are more into knowledge, which is the experience on ground. Our subject matter experts are talking about their real experience that touch a real world, which is a real experience. You can use this experience in your career, as I said, or your business and even your life. So just let me send some greetings for people who just commented right now. We have our friend. Aftab, Abbasi, wow, thank you, uh, my brothers, thank you so much for tuning in. Great man, thank you so much again. Our friend Muhammad Jiddi from Algeria, great to see you, thank you so much for tuning in. Our brother Ahmed Ismail, nice to see you Ahmed, thank you so much for tuning in Ahmed. Oh, our uh, great uh, friend, uh, uh, the great brother, Hussein Masri, best of luck, thank you Hussein for tuning in. It's a pleasure having you today. Our friend also uh, Debian. Hello from India. Great to see you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our lovely brother Aziz Abbazi. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, and being here today. Our friend also Nasser. He's saying uh, hi. Great to see you brother. Thank you so much. Coming back to our uh, today's topic Today's topic is a real struggle between the upstream and the downstream side. Maybe I would say it's a struggle between the demand and the supply, but the supply from another perspective, the supply from the make side. I know these struggles because when I started my career uh, from the manufacturing side, there were a lot of questions in my mind and a lot of challenges in the demand, demand plans. And by default, these demand plans Changed it a lot in the supply plans inside the factory. I kept asking and saying why those variations happens in a short period of time. Why can't we freeze the production plans for a long time and long period that have a long run, which will optimize our production cost? I know it was very frustrating uh, when you see just a massive variation in your demand plan. And at the same time, it will lead to massive cha- changeovers on your resources and hence also it will affect your production cost, which is somehow it's a KPI uh, under the factory. Many questions were inside the mind and those answer uh, at this time, it was very vague. But all of these questions and those answers will be revealed today with our special guest. Our special guest today is a great leader in the supply chain industry. Our guest today is Sharif Al-Agami. Sharif Al-Agami has, has more than 19 years of experience across multiple industries within uh, multinational companies like Shell, like Unilever, like Henkel, and currently in Henkel. He has an end-to-end experience in the supply chain from the make side, from the deliver side, and even from the plan side. He worked on logistics, safety, and sustainability. He worked as global supply chain manager and currently he's a board member and factory manager in Hankel. He is also an entrepreneur and a, a, a massive founder. He is also a, a keynote speaker in the supply chain world. His contribution to the supply chain community is really marvelous. May I ask you please to welcome with me Sharif Al-Agami, but also uh, before we welcome Sharif. <laughs> Sharif, welcome Thanks to the much. show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for this warm welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, let,
0: let me firstly thank you for accepting the humble uh, invitation our global s and community. I know that you have being busy those days and I do really appreciate all what you're doing for the society and for the community. Great to have you today and pleasure to have you in the show. Thank you.
1: It's my pleasure and thank you very much, Ahmad, and really, uh, it's my pleasure to be with you in this show and uh, uh, real pleasure and to see you in what you have done, uh, a very positive vibe globally now, so appreciating, I, I, I see even Ross <laughs> MacDonald, uh, one of uh, my <laughs> old friends and uh, in the corporate audit in the supply chain, and, uh, so
0: warm uh, yeah. welcome, Ross. Yeah, let's, let's send some greetings for our uh, 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 wonderful audience. We have a LinkedIn user. I don't know why, why it's happening like this, but there is some technicalities. But just excuse us because of this technical issues. Hi, Ahmad. This is Sawa, as usual. I know so every time he tuned in, there is some technical issues. Thank you for tuning in, Sawa. Uh, we have our friend Taibaji. Hello. Good evening, brother. Thank you for tuning in. Our friend Nasr, he sang from Bangladesh. Great to see you, brother. Thank you so much. We have also our friend Nasser. I don't see our friend Ahmed Hamams for a couple. Yeah, he will come back inshallah next week in our show. But he, some, he has some challenges uh, nowadays. But hopefully inshallah he will come back by next week. So we have also uh, our friend Fatma Hassan. Welcome uh, from Asyut. Great to see you. Thank you so much Fatma. Our friend Sharmila. Hello Ahmed and everyone. Great to see you Sharmila. And for sure Ross. He is having worked with Sharif personally. He's the true leader. Great to see you also, Roth. So Sharif, I know this topic today. It's very touching and I know it's very hectic. I would say when it comes to managing the demand variability from the manufacturing lens, it's very, very hard and it's not easy to, to look at it, especially if, if the supply chain uh, don't see what's happening from the upstream and even from the downstream, if there is no intercorrelation or any connection between this this team. So the first question that will come in, into my mind when the planning team as a factory manager right now, when the planning team ask you for an extra ask as a volumes in a very short period, which means that changeover, I would say change over uh, too many changeovers and change in the production plans. How do you handle this discussion with the planning number one and with your team?
1: First of all, that's happening, especially in in case of two things, Uh, the market dynamics, it depends on the the market is moving very well or there is a hiccup like COVID, like uh, revolution or etc. So this is uh, what we are seeing even uh, during the COVID for the past year. So first of all, uh, we need to challenge back some some issues uh, with the planning regarding the uh, saving, some time and waste because waste as you know different waste of yeah. uh, things so uh sudden the bond it's a, it's really a nightmare so when you have a, <laughs> a, a sudden demand that you're changing your plans uh, if you are a good uh in a good shape if the the batch there is no changes or the blend, in case of foods or mm. something there is no changes or massive changes i mean if there is massive changes you try to maneuver uh, the pattern of the plant mm. for it. So this mm. is the first struggle that you try to push it in the next week or, or the uh, day after or so uh, to prevent uh, the hiccup of cleaning the line and cleaning the line etc uh, and oh, oh, the whole process. If it is sudden and, and uh, uh, high uh, need you have to manage that with trade-off deal that you need to stop the plant uh, after this uh, or mm. to get some product in case uh, uh, you are uh, moving in the manner of uh, trade-off deal between this SQ and that SQ. Mm -hmm. If it is more and above, so you need uh, extra time or overtime, so (laughs) 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 that's the the, the issue much more uh, that you need to work overtime. So you are spending money here, there, and even you will gain some waste from the the wrong uh, changeover or unplanned changeover, let me say. Strategically, you need to see the big picture that Mm -hmm. good planning that you will have the changeover and you will move forward if it is demand and supply agreed together above that marketing and sales and the market dynamics will absorb this that will be good and will have minor let me say losses if it is sudden demand to rescue uh, the sales that is hiccup for sure and there will be money drainage at the end so you have to be very transparent with with uh, the planning and the business to put everything on the table that will do that you will gain some sales in by this Mm. amount and you will lose some money for this sudden changeover and you need to be transparent to make the proper decision sometimes uh, unfortunately the time is very limited and this is not the optimum story but the optimum what i'm i'm mentioning if you need to have uh, uh, a a good opportunity on the on the market usually you don't see the iceberg because the iceberg you are yeah. draining some money in the iceberg which no one can see this between labors between overtime transportation blah blah blah, blah. a lot of sto- a lot of story maybe will take uh, take you through it uh, through our discussion about the mm-hmm. item that we are spending money with
0: mm-hmm. yeah i think that you opened a, a big door for that point because demand variability will be there. And uh, I think from the the upstream side, when people that just maybe I know it's frustrating when you have a change in the demand because forecast will never be right. And I know if I speak about the supply chain nodes that you have to uh, allocate the right stocks and put the right norms or the put the right cycle stock and safety stock, we can keep the same discussion on that. But the challenge now, we need The manufacturing team and i know i know that it's very hectic and i know when it comes to changing uh, too much and changeovers it's very hectic but we need that uh, i believe that manufacturing team and the make team they should understand that Supply chain agility right now, it's nothing is unnegotiable because now if, if you want to compete with the, the competition, you have to reduce the, the time to market and time to volume in order to, be innovative and in order to be on the shelf. I'm talking about the consumer goods. You have to be all of the, 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 the struggle that I see. It, and I, I know this from, from a real uh, experience when I was in the same place that I, did, I don't see what's happening in the downstream. And I see that, you know, (laughs) I don't want to say it, but I I feel that nobody cares about the manufacturing. Nobody cares. I see that nobody is doing his job from the other side, but it's not. It's not the case because focus will never be right and we should work. And I believe that if a supply chain want to have a sustainable business, they have to work in agile mode. Like what I say that if I have changeovers, why don't we think in, 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 in a smart way, I would say, just yes. single minute of exchanging the time. I know that it, it kills for sure that the lifetime of the machinery and your spare parts, all of this, all of these things. But the thing now, how to convey this message to the team, how, how you will be able if, if you have, I know that you have, Mashallah, business acumen from that side. When it comes to that that, that that point, how you are handling your team when there is a change in the demand and you know that this is needed okay so this is a very good question so when you have a,
1: a massive changing uh, in the demand that means that you are in a healthy sometimes in a healthy market <laughs> that uh, it's moving yeah uh, but but the problem is how you are managing that with the proper pattern okay there will be changes uh, how we can postpone the changes in the proper time or the lower risk time or the lower wasted time to to have the outcome that you need, because at the end, the business is seeing the opportunity, which is very good, brilliant. Mm -hmm. But when we need to move, we need to move smartly to Mm -hmm. protect the money drainage from the the sudden hiccups and Mm -hmm. even to gain uh, the the shelf uh, on some issues, because Mm -hmm. let, let us tell the audience as well. What is the iceberg that people do not see uh, under the water. So as you know, you are one of the professional <laughs> and brilliant planners. So you, you already. So, so, you have raw material, packaging material, then mm. produce. So when oh, you yeah. change sudden demand, so that means that you need uh, uh, packaging, mm. even some raw materials to be uh, injected. So you even, for the, the rest of the chain, you are having some turbulence in the chain yeah then you put that in the warehouse so you have normal safety stocks for raw and back
0: mm-hmm. as if
1: the finish good so you yeah. are making a disturbance of that how you can absorb this you have to influence the team that this is properly for the business and we need to move as you have mentioned in a sped manner if that occurred uh several times mm-hmm. but the, the optimum that you need There is no optimum and forecast always wrong. This is we understand this and this is across our heart. But (laughs) the thing is, you need to reduce the money drainage from other sides to Mm. let me say reach the shelf smoothly. Don't uh, reach the shelf with the blood uh, of (laughs) course on the ground because there is a lot of issues at the end. You are the business doing that for two things: for Mm. sales growth and for market share. If we mm. are agreeing on that let us do mm. this in a very transparent manner and we we'll lose this amount of money for this move but in the future the plant should do and that we already doing in 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 the, in the plant or the manufacturing yeah. area mm. To if that will be lifelong this sq having mm. sudden, sudden during the innovation the starting mm-hmm. of uh, or penetrating the market so mm. we'll do smed analysis as you have mentioned or quick yeah. fix or dedicating some place for mixing or filling or even blending whatever the business that is to be mm. dedicated for this sudden change, with mm. intolerable waste to be done. So it needs to be match and mi- match uh, and mix between th- those two items, mm. and to even have planned stoppage for mm. even maintaining the effect of this is su- sudden changeovers, because of having a consequences on the machines and the the, the mixing, etc. Yeah. So need to be managed in this way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like what you said it's about the iceberg because many people they don't see what's happening down there and that that's why our role I believe it's showing people and showing them what's happening in the total business. I'll give you an example here that, that, that for, for in previously how I was thinking and now how when you have a business acumen see what's happening in the business. Sometimes if you're looking at at the P&L and let let's be thinking in in that manner. Uh for, for one time, if I want to have a changeover, I know that the cost will be in terms of the changeover. I know that this will affect my production cost or my conversion cost, definitely. Uh, but if I have opportunity and if I have, I need to change now uh, uh, the, the, the line because I have a big, massive order, which was not forecasted for some point, which is equivalent, let's say, to two millions. Okay. okay. Now, we need to think in that way that... This two million, what is the cost and what was the benefit? What is the benefit from that point? So now the benefit that we will have two million, the cost from production cost, how much I will spend? This is this is the game. What is that? I know that it, it's hectic, but we need to understand how the business is, is going. Let's say that I will spend, let's say 100K. But at the end of the day, my uh, gross profit will be X. This two, 2 million minus two, 100K. So at the end of the day, this would tra- be translated into my PNL. Yes. This is what, what we need the people to look at it, just not from a silo. I don't want to say silo point of view, but most, most probably that everyone is looking from a KPI point of view and everyone is looking just for his own interest. But wh- I believe that once people, they understand the total business, yes. how it looks like people, they will work agile. Because they know their contribution, how it looks like, yeah.
1: Very good point, and we are uh, seeing that. For for some people couldn't see the big picture, or a lot of people, or some people seeing the big picture and making proper decision. I think this is the difference between successful action and uh, bad action deliver uh, good, not good results. So let let us take that through the cycle to get everyone understanding the cycle. So. Assuming that we have a sudden demand for a mm-hmm. certain SKU that we need to produce that tomorrow, it's mm-hmm. urgent, and we need to have the shelf. We need to be uh, mm-hmm. up front of the competitor, etc. Mm-hmm. So, so the thing is that the demand planning giving the signal, and then the the uh, supply planning start ordering the the, the packaging and Which raw materials, is, yeah. and to check what you have on your hand, you know, better than me. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so, so after that, giving mm-hmm. to the production planning. The production planning is the magician uh, yani, doing the magic yeah. here of, of where is the
0: allocation
1: and to allocate that on the proper machine mm. and about mm. the efficiency of the facility. The, mm. the, the, the story not end in this uh, part, mm. because when you are doing that, how you manage your cost per ton for this SQ to be absorbed. Yeah. So if yeah. this uh, uh, SQ need manual operation to, to adjust something or so, that is incremental increase. So the good thing to do. That in a proper or a minimum uh, cost incremental cost on the on the SKU, then you need to check the availability of the finished good uh, warehouse because when you dispatch to the finished good warehouse, if the cycle or the chain is not completed till the end no. of the, the distributor, then the sales etc. So it depends on the modern trade or traditional trade or whatever. So you need to have a smooth way because after after that, if it's not moving well. So you will stuck with some raw packaging material that mm. at the end could be turned to obsolete uh, yeah, and then yeah. moving to the cycle of writing off, etc. <laughs> so, so, So it should be, moving. all that is happening everywhere,
0: but mm.
1: how to minimize uh, to the optimum decision or mm. near the optimum decision to have uh, things moving properly. right. So in terms of the plant, having two things in hand, the production mm. planning uh, to Choose the proper slot with the minimal changeover, cleaning or disinfection or whatever uh, process, whatever uh, the, the, the product is, mm. and then choosing the proper timing for the operation with the and the filling the, or the or the production to see mm. the optimum number of operator and the optimum machine mm-hmm. to produce on it, mm-hmm. which having the uh, depreciation, which is. Uh, mm. in, in, in this limit, as well as the operators in terms of cost and technicians and the maintainability of the machine. All that story make the end of the game of the processing cost mm. and adding on that the conversion cost of the packaging, etc., which I have mentioned that should be stored
0: in uh, the minimum stock limits. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> I like the story. So. <laughs> I'm moving to the second question and I'm asking also our audience, if you have any question into your mind, please keep asking, we will jump into your questions. Uh, Rather than this, I will keep moving into our uh, lovely questions, the coming question. So Sharif, uh, the second question, which is, let's say for production team, maintenance team and even the quality make team, however, how it looks like the hierarchy of the factory. Uh, for sure it's better to have a longer run of production yes and uh, uh, just to, to not change that that plans because this will optimize for sure your production cost and uh, it will uh, minimize your change over time right so uh I believe that you have may, most most even planning they have a production frozen horizon they, they they should have like something called the production frozen rise. how i will be able to seal this uh uh the production on which line for how long right yeah. i know that it's it, this production uh, agreed production frozen horizon it drains energy and even it affects because of the changes if you don't if you have too much changes it it, it affects the machinery and assets uh, and their li- lifetime for it how do you handle this uh with the business and your team i mean what what i mean that do you have a rules inside the factory when it comes to i need to have uh, the production my production to be sealed for one week for two days for three days for four days and what could what would be the the logic behind it okay
1: so let us speak about all the companies i will not speak about henkel <laughs> as a henkel i will speak yeah. It's, it depends on the maturity of the company so when the mm. company comes to be more mature so it's giving frozen period for the business so mm. so that is like assuming that will be two weeks so mm. when we say that uh, it's two weeks so it's not non-touchable and if there is any uh, big thing or or uh, an uh, important or urgent sq to be injected to the market so it should go to a certain approvals and to see the cost benefit analysis of that mm. and that it should going into the assumption of what is the effect of the this mm. is you to, to have to, to break the frozen period mm. and to have this uh, product or the trial or whatever in this week zero or week one or whatever mm. and what will be the effect and what will be the cost incremental cost of yeah. from raw back and the uh, processing cost at the end, to have the conversion cost in the big picture with the delivery time as well, with uh, on time and full or whatever the KPI is. So, it should have this to to have good data in your hand to mm. input on the S&OP uh, committee to take the proper decision. Mm. So, sometime you have the time for this. If you are not having sufficient time for this, you have to make assumptions and that is roughly right. So. Sometimes there is turbulence, everything is there is no black and white. But mm-hmm. the proper thing to go to this channel to have the proper approval. So, how I'm uh, driving this or, or leading this that you should have a cost benefit analysis with a clear view of two things your current uh, stocks for row and pack, and the availability and the risk on, on what we have from the row pack side, and then the machinability of product preventive maintenance, if the schedule is allowing some preventive maintenance on this date is do we can mm. have to uh, move these plans forward mm. one week, one day or whatever and to check the risk. It should be calculated risk at the end. Yeah. If not, you have to highlight and shout. We will not mm. do this now. Okay. We will do that in another period and sometimes we will go for this answer. No, mm. it's not feasible. We will we'll lose a lot of things and you will lose the, the the rest of sqs that will follow yeah you. yeah
0: because so utilization. Yeah. exactly. Mm. yeah yeah the, just i'm so curious also I, I will not leave you about this question because <laughs> i know your experience so if I'm, I'm I'm a planner or if i'm a planning in the planning team so uh what is the optimal time as a production frozen horizon that you should agree with me you know uh, that it depends <laughs> on us too <laughs> No, I know, I know, I know, because I know that you have uh, this experience from the supply chain. You you take it from that that side. So I, I see minimum.
1: I see I see minimum to to be two weeks. So I see mm. it's minimum because it depends on the market. So if we go to mm. Europe, mm. for example, European uh, businesses almost stagnant market. So you can put mm. like one month or two months yeah, because it's theory. it's a stagnant market. It depends <laughs> on the market. You cannot go to India, for mm. example, and say like uh two weeks three weeks or, or one month it mm. would be it depends on the
0: dynamic process yeah. of the market so mm. but I, I see it as a minimum mm. to be two weeks okay so you mean that uh, i will give you the production plan for the coming two weeks but what if if i have a change because let's say the weeks cover uh, because you know forecast will never be right yes but if i i'm staying let's say every saturday or every let's say thursday i come and i give you the the plans for for the coming week and i give you two weeks but what if there is a, a change in the demand from the current market and they need to a change the, the plan after five days because this sq is critical right now okay you have to is- adjust-
1: uh, uh, there is, there is ag- agility for sure for, for yeah. that because sometimes there is even problem happening to the one of the suppliers or mm-hmm. the machine itself doing mm-hmm. this specific SQ yeah. or the market so different variables that you can you change but at the end you need to have a KPI of adherence to the plan yeah. and you will not adhere to this frozen period this is yeah. number one, so this KPI is dropped you mm-hmm. need to put a, a good answer for that mm-hmm. why it's dropped how we can maintain this in the coming period? And as well, what was the incremental cost behind this scene? Mm-hmm. So, so if you answer these three questions, you will have the learning for the coming period. But for sure, the dynamic markets having this hiccups or having the sudden demand or having the sudden uh, mm-hmm. uh, issue in, in, in the plan to have, uh, we need this one uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. or after tomorrow. <laughs> And yeah. you have the packaging, and you have the. Roof. Please do so. So uh, please, yeah. is, a, is a polite way. Just yes, we need to we need to have it on the ground. Yeah. But 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 at the end, you need to study and even reflect that with the uh, supply uh, and demand planning to understand the situation and to be clear with them. Because if that is happening and we are moving forward and everything is quite well and the market showing a positive sign, good mm. and well, everyone is happy, and mm. this incremental. Uh, losses, it's been absorbed. Yeah. But if the scenario that you have done this, and after that you run out of uh, spaces in the warehouse, or you have run out of uh, mm-hmm. packaging, so you we have wasted our time, uh, yeah. we can move that in another uh, part or uh, uh, replenish this SQ with this SQ. Mm-hmm. So it's about even the replenishment pattern. Uh, this is very important. This is very crucial. Because as you know, if it's stopped in any place, it will stop the whole chain. Mm. So yes, there is agi- uh, agility, especially in this uh, in this area or this mm. era of, of COVID and uncertainty, etc. And mm. then uh, you have to make trade of deals Yeah, another yeah. question. Yeah,
0: I think that Ross Ross he is asking a great question. Uh, he's saying that he's asking as factory manager. We know preventive maintenance is critical, but is often uh, then first actively activity to be postponed, cancelled when demands are high. It's a very nice question. How can yeah. we properly do a cost-benefit analysis to ensure that plant maintenance is done regularly? Yes, yeah, very good question. Ross, sure. <laughs> I know he's uh,
1: one of the experts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, my views is uh, when you have. A critical or preventive maintenance. So you have a criticality uh, register of the criticality yeah. of machines, and you have the stocks on hand of the some spare parts. So you have two two ways. Even if it is time-based maintenance, or conditional-based maintenance. So if you are moving on conditional-based maintenance, uh, I think the question is no. The condition says we need to change this, and if we <clears throat> not changing this. That could affect the whole machine or or other mm, maybe yeah. expensive part, and could we have run out time of the machine till stop, the whole stoppage, and that will be crucial. So in that area of conditional based maintenance, we need to stop, stop, stop. Yeah. If it is time based maintenance, and we have in the register that we can move much more hours uh, on that, so we can tolerate to a certain limit, but not. Yeah, if uh, if I say that I need this plan on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and uh, my preventive maintenance plan that will be uh, on Wednesday. So I can move the plan to Friday or mm-hmm. Saturday,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it depends on the estimated working hours on this part. Yeah, of it. yeah. so so it depends on the, the type of the maintenance and the criticality of the situation.
0: Yeah, 100% uh, Sharif. I like what you say. It's very deep, seriously about, about this experience, because again, Planned maintenance, many, many people, they are planned maintenance or preventive maintenance, especially under WCM or whatever, lean yeah. It's it's all the same, WCM yeah. or TPM, whatever, uh, it's the same. But when it comes to that, I, I, I like what Ross said because it's, some people, they ignore it. Yeah, but exactly. Ignore, ignore it because they, they look into the demand, look into the demand. But what I keep saying in that, yes, I understand that planned maintenance and preventive maintenance, it's very essential. It's but he, there, you have to do it, but now it comes when you have a real collaboration between your manufacturing team and your supply planning team. I That's know all, that, based, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, if you, if you allow me to continue sure, and, uh, sure. to, answer, uh, to have full answer for uh, Ross, was sure, uh, sure. very, really, very good question. You have to plot the preventive maintenance with the planning, the production planning, team exactly. And we mm-hmm. dropped it from the plan, so this day I'll be off. Yeah,
0: so no discussion
1: about. on that. And if we need to be agile, we will be agile for a minimal uh, way to sacrifice the, 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 the plan, but will not uh, screw the, 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 our, our line for the plan, mm-hmm. because yeah. at the end we will not find the line at the so, so, yeah. end. So you have to watch out on this, and it should be plotted early beginning of the month. These mm-hmm. days it will be stopped for, for the machines, and in case there is any sudden we can shuffle a couple of hours or maximum uh, one day, but will not cancel the plan because some of, 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 of the plans, we, we have seen this in, 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 in my previous uh, assignment in the corporate audit. Uh, mm. So we see that it it canceled in some manners and yeah. the, 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 the planning and the business on that. And at the end, the business having uh a, a very poor uh, performance in the plant. yeah a very mm. poor oe that you are spending or overall equipment efficiency that you are spending a hell of money
0: yeah. uh, for a very
1: poor operation so uh, the, the consequences of this is
0: really bad yeah the cost even sharif the cause sometimes we we see small things or tiny things or we are focusing on tiny things yes sometimes you can People, they prefer to move over the plant maintenance. They ignore the plant maintenance because then the demand is high. But now what will happen? Sudden breakdown could happen in, in the resource itself, or the line will cost you a long time of breakdown that will, will stop and will affect the availability, even the top line sales for the company. Yes. Because, because a short sighted. And again, I like what you said, it's all about collaboration between the planning team and manufacturing if i have the available i know i know my available resources and i know that based on my capacity utilization of the available resources i know this week I have let's say 70%, I have 65%. So I will be able to take this day I will speak with the, the planning team. Guys, I will take this this planning let's say every quarter or whatever, but I will seal it before it by one month. This week I will take this as a planned maintenance. So you should take it out from my available hour on this resource exactly. and plan accordingly. If in case even yeah. In,
1: in, my, in my responsibility, the production planning is important to me as well as the export uh, in my current job. So, this is, I see that after the experience to have this is outside the plant role or having, I think this is properly right to be under the umbrella of the plant management because that will be the benefit of the plant. On the other hand, yes, it can deteriorate and the line stop, but this is the direct hit. The indirect hit, if you are accepting that and not didn't put this in the plant you are mm. throwing your line efficiency yeah. uh, on the ground so so yeah. at the end you are you should move with 85% you will operate with like 60 65 so you are okay. spending a hell of money and overtime yeah. etc you know yeah. what i mean
0: breakdowns uh, <laughs> exactly mean time to repair and mean time between failure exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah so I have an interesting question in in the coming period. And I think it's also one of the biggest pain points when it comes uh, to manufacturing. So let's say that the available time uh, inside the factory or with the full resources inside the factory is six days per week. And uh, you're taking like one day off based on the available hours that we have and based on the available demand that we have. How do you deal with the planning team, supply planning team in case of capacity utilization challenges? And they suddenly come and request to run the factory on the day off. What is the system thinking that you are using at this challenge? You say, you tell them, guys, no, I will not run anything because of my production cost. I don't care about what you're saying because I, I move it to that the, 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 the next period. I will not move anything for... This Friday, I would say. (laughs) Uh,
1: Look, this is a tricky question. (laughs) So, so, uh, uh, for sure, no one can say this is uh, we are serving the business. So, at the end, you need to do whatever you can. But it depends on the. Let me. uh, Let us assume that the plant is like a car. So, if it is like a Lamborghini, so Mm -hmm. you have a good efficiency, Mm -hmm. uh, and you can squeeze the timing and maximizing the benefit of the efficiency Mm. so you can operate five days a week for some lines not all the lines. so you serve some lines to the sudden hiccups or the sudden Mm. demand and this Mm. is very good uh, to be done okay Mm. to optimize and enhance uh, the operability of the machines and even the automation of the machine to even reduce the head counts and that will help you to be more agile and flexible, let me say. Yeah. And this is the era that we are in it, digitalization and automation. So, so mm-hmm. this is currently everyone should do in the plant. Second, mm-hmm. like, if your plant resources in terms of the efficiency and you are moving on the edge, this for sure not the optimum situation and there is something wrong in the planning of the assets mm-hmm. and utilization of the assets. Because the first thing on the TPM or Lean Six Sigma or WCM or HBS, whatever name it, <laughs> Utilization of assets, so mm. you need to see the utilization of assets that will give you the agility and flexibility. Mm-hmm. Because if the plant resources and the efficiency is moving quite well for the six days and you are on the edge, this is wrong. You mm-hmm. need to really think about the structure, about the people, about the machines, about everything to have the proper thing that you need mm-hmm. to think much more or to have the
0: optimum result of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. G- great. So at this moment, if, if I'm in the planning, so uh, if I come to you, I say, Sharif, I'm at the end of the month, and then, uh, you know, you know, this uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this scenario, no, days, uh, we have a big order, I know that, uh, and based on the capacity utilization that we have, uh, I need to work on Friday, because the, by this way, I will take a direct shipment and I will send it to the customer and I will close my topic, like, you understand this, so wh- what you'll do, and I know this, this, a frustration because of the, the manufacturing team and the, the uh, production team maintenance team because they will come and work as an extra how we will handle this and is this even affecting your production cost how we will be able to handle this you will tell them no yes
1: if this business uh, needs so for mm. sure we, we will try to do it because uh, there's uh, no clear no because you are at the end you are mm. not in a silo or an yeah. island, but you are driving yourself and uh, screw the business. So this is not uh, the right thing. But you need to do the cost benefit analysis and to show it in yeah. the next uh, uh, meeting with the with the board team or whomever, the planning mm. team, to say, okay, guys, I need to know the action <laughs> we have done on Friday. Mm. What is the result of it? Because we have paid like 100K mm. Egyptian pounds mm. uh, yeah. for that. So So mm. what was the consequence? Shall we mm. do that again or not? So mm. for sure you have to, to do it. But as I mentioned, if you planned your your all the planning in terms of the yeah. planning on the edge, mm. for sure you will sacrifice uh, some issues like this yeah. to prevent Fridays to have la- part of the first day with you or even to give the operators two days instead of Friday, so you will not pay on that much. So there is another place or another <laughs> no way. You are trying to put me in a corner, but
0: I, I'm moving <laughs> No, I'm trying to use your experience because uh, it's, it's very common questions. And yes. I know, I know, you know, it, it's very relatable when you go inside the factory and everyone inside the factory, they think like that. Why shall I work on Friday? Yes. Why when it comes, uh, let, let's say for the, the last four weeks, of the month of the month that my asset utilization is 50 percent or 60 percent right and one time you come and i won't work on friday okay. guys why don't you produce this earlier exactly, exactly. this is this that's this common, to... common, common thing. <laughs> yeah that's why it, it, it's coming because focus will never be right we yes. should hold for sure again we should hold the right safety stock and cycle stock but life will never be a uh, positive no. all the time but no, Th- no. that's why that's why we are existing here yeah exactly it's... So yeah. any, again, any dynamic market,
1: any uh, country is moving dynamically, especially in the Middle East, I say, uh, yeah. maybe GCC, uh, you will find some areas will not be in the same uh, uh, thing if, if the growth is is, is low or single yeah. digit. If you are going double digits, for sure, you will find something like this, but mm. you have to manage the game uh, that you need to go for digitalization and automation yeah. and reducing the headcount. So if... He mentioned that we need to go for Friday, so you have to operate three operators of work. so it yeah. will not be like, it will be energy for sure. It will be uh, if there is water in the process or so that will be uh, incremental uh, hit. But at the end, though, no, it will be for sure for the plant <laughs> to stop on Sunday uh, or Monday. <laughs> this is get get us frustrated
0: for sure. Yes. To be honest. I thought, uh, yeah, it's very relatable <laughs> if I understand this i will come back into another good question yes sir. okay and i think yeah yeah so i will speak about little bit about the utilization because we came into that point so in case of any uh, capex is needed on, on, on the line because of you know rough cut capacity planning for a longer period and i see that um, i'm a planner or in the planning team and i see that there is Overutilization, and I, I cross the risk zone for my uh, asset utilization, uh-huh. and I see that it's consistent and it's red consistent. So uh, by this way, we'll have unfulfilled demand. We cannot fulfill all of this demand, and I need to take an action right now. Uh-huh. And in case of this capex utilization needed for new resource due to the overutilization of new demand, how do you deal with uh, this situation? When when I come to you and ask you, uh, sure, if you are the plant director, and by this way, I think that we need to have a new fully dedicated line for this SQs. I need this SQs because I see that there is a peak in the demand and we will not be able to fulfill it because of the demand and it's consistent. Why I'm saying this? Because I know that you can play a little bit. We can uh, prepone the stocks or rebuild the stocks, but I'm saying that it's very consistent. How we will okay. be able to, to deal with that situation. Do you raise uh, the capex directly as per the planning call or do you have you use another approach according to your amazing experience
1: so uh for sure if you have uh, the rccp and uh, the whole process of the uh, slp resultant on that we need this uh, amount as you know that when we put the production planning we remove the 52 uh, fridays as well as the yeah uh, holidays. so first of all working with with fridays or with holidays that will be beneficial to proceed mm-hmm. its same pattern, etc. And in that manner, this is very mm-hmm. beneficial to, to give you a clear answer. If you are have crews, you can increase the crew to have four crews or something. Mm-hmm. And that will be beneficial for the cost per ton for, for this item. Mm-hmm. And if the capacity utilization turn to be uh, if you, we are saying like 95% after this new demand. So mm-hmm. after having the um, a uh, couple of days that should be uh, like um, uh, hundred days or something after having mm. everything so that will be decreasing the the capitalization to yeah. a global limit like 85 or something like this so mm. if this is will move on it and and if there is sustainable growth on mm. uh, this sq good and mm. well. well go to invest for sure but if mm. the, the growth not matching the ambition of the forecast that we agreed that forecast is always wrong. <laughs> so yeah. that you have saved the money for the business and for the company to so do not waste money for, for uh, uh, trial. But if it is going more, you have to move in the uh, parallel that you're securing the business and the need and the opportunity in the market. And yeah. on the other hand, see what you can do after sustainable figures uh, of sales.
0: Yeah, I loved your system thinking. Really, I loved it because you opened and revealed many, many uh, things that maybe uh, uh, factory managers they, they they ignore it or they don't think about it. Which is the available hours, the available time on the resource. If I slot just or I, po- I put slot uh, six days per week and I don't have the the full days, so what if I run this line? How it will be, uh, how it will be looking like it in, in terms of the capacity utilization, and you opened also one thing that I believe that this is that that the, the core of the discussion, which is, are this is this demand rightly maintained? What are the drivers of the, the demand? And this is, uh, I think it's it's a big lack of the business when it comes to that point when that directly blindly you come and raise capexes and your cost or conversion cost is is going massively and at the same time when it comes to reality you find that your asset utilization it was the same and you're uh, paying too much depreciation for these unutilized assets it doesn't make sense so i think this comes the essence of leadership when it comes to that point, before just raising capex or uh, paying too much for our conversion cost, you have to ask yourself: you have to challenge the the, the demand. How? What is the demand drivers? How, where we will be able to uh, sell? How it looks like? Why? Why? All of this? Why there is a peak on the demand side? There is something, and this this kind of questions should be asked from the leadership, and even uh, like what I said, it's the cost versus benefits. At the end of the day it's cost versus benefits sometimes even uh, for this demand or this sq it has like a lower gross margin or lower gross yes. profit yes exactly. and in, in, the, in the other side i will be i will pay too much capexes and my depreciation which doesn't make sense so sometimes i will say guys this doesn't make sense I, I i will i will have unfulfilled demand on that uh sq because the roi for this uh, capexes doesn't doesn't make sense which, okay. is, which is the case
1: yeah uh, you are 100% right as well mm. there is another angle because if this school will be locally or 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 be exported yeah. to other area we have learned that tough uh, tough way so we have learned the game uh, we have seen here uh, arab spring and then globally we have seen covid we have seen the situation of lebanon we have mm. seen a lot of things yeah. so so if you are building and say that for example that mm. will export to lebanon uh yeah. SQ. And then what happened happened in Lebanon and then suddenly you spend a hell of money to get the the, the line on ground and <laughs> nothing. So yeah. it was just turning to be depreciation, and this is uh, hilarious for the, the P&L of the company. <laughs> so it's the story. It, there is a lot of factors in the equation you should take <laughs> care of. So you need to start slowly uh, or be, let me say optimizing all the resources. And this is the aim of the TPM, by the way. So the mm. TPM, if you remember, uh, one of the, 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 the person that I really uh, like him very much, Maurizio, uh, <laughs> So that we need to plan for the 365 days and you need to remove the legally uh, days that already forbidden from the country to, to work in it. And try mm. to optimize this timing uh, to, to have the outcome of the plant and then, then uh, manage your plant in this yeah. issue and put in your pocket these days, uh, like Fridays or holidays or something, and you can use it if needed before raising a capex. Yeah,
0: yeah. I do remember these days. (laughs) Ah, yes, it was some days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will jump into uh, Ross. Ross, there is a question from Ross, I think. In a capacity-constrained environment, do we always want to satisfy all demand? In some cases, would it be better to satisfy high margin demand, sacrifice low margin demand? Yes. What are thoughts? What are your thoughts?
1: I'm I'm totally agree with uh, Ross. So, so uh, in the in the case of that you are already tight in the constrained environment, that uh, already your machines uh, mm-hmm. cater for the demand, and uh, there is no high growth or something like this, you need to challenge back uh, about mm-hmm. the growth because some SQs it's it's draining money. It's put uh, yeah. uh, it's by negative. To just having co-packing activities or uh, promotion or something like this, so if you are sacrificing some demands, you need to drop these activities. If not, it will not generate margins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not. It should be raised into discussion yes. to have a win-win situation and to not lose uh, that I'm I'm processing cost for that ten pounds, and then uh, uh, at the end the, the the SQ is losing. So for
0: sure, uh, there is the feedback in hundred uh, percent Sharif and I think here it comes the role of demand prioritization and I keep always saying this because it's very big discussion and the, you, everyone has his own view on that but I keep saying that yeah sometimes you could uh, compromise the high margin over the low margin when you have some capacity constraint on a specific resource yeah this should be the right the right way but I always come back to the business strategy. When it comes to be- the business strategy, how it looks like, and what is my channel, I would say, uh, category strategy, how it looks like. Sometimes I can produce the, the 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 low margin SQs over the high margin because I have specific, uh, the, let's say, uh, strategy for the category. Exactly. This SQ, this SQ has a lower margin, but I'm using this SQ for uh let's say penetration uh, let's say that i'm taking market share so if this this uh, there is no connection between the business strategy and supply chain strategy and the business strategy then you will be lost but what you're saying it's totally 100 percent right because logically we are here for the business and we need to for sure to enhance our margin our profit but again i'm saying that because i know that the, the, the business when it comes to business aggregated business strategy it should be cascaded into channel, a channel and product strategy and from that point you can take the right action because this is the bible of your business when it comes taking the right decision this is my just humble.
1: yes yeah hundred percent i do second you uh, you need to understand the reason behind anything because believing when you are producing this is extremely important the operator should Mm. understand why we are doing this why we are doing this change maybe Mm. in the level of the operator you you will not say it in that manner, but you need to say this is very important for the company. We are gaining market share. We will lose market share if we not yeah. done this You, so, so something like this because believing uh, on that uh, will help you to enhance a lot of things, efficiency, etc., etc., etc. So yeah,
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. Think that we have our friend Dua the cream Krim. She is saying that sometimes we have to keep low margin SQs because it's strategic SQ and strategic vision. Yeah, I, I can echo your, uh, your uh, thoughts uh, because I'm telling you from an experience because most innovations and any innovation it comes when it comes to uh, the real life and deployment, you will find that it's in the tail of the category. And they maybe maybe it has low margin at the beginning. Not talking about margin, maybe I'm talking about the profitability, but maybe it has a high margin. But for, on terms of profitability, maybe it's low. So maybe you say, guys, I, I don't need to produce this, but at the, at the end of the day, if you don't focus, keep the laser focus for your innovations, the new innovations or the new SQs. And you keep always, if you have, as Ross said, that capacity constraints environment, you will not be able to fulfill the shelf for uh, for these SQs. And these SQs, by default, it will be out of delisted from the customer or the retail side. If you have a consequences or just consecutive orders, and you will not be able to fulfill it. So I tell you
1: something, Ahmed, to, to reply between Dua and sure. Ross because this is very important. to yeah. two parts. You have back to. Maxing the mix, so so yeah. the proper mixing of the mix and to review the lines of SQs that you have in the business, this is extremely crucial because mm-hmm. in sometimes you you forget uh, <laughs> that you have a hell of list. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and portfolio. our portfolio is really high, and you are injecting new SQs, which is really uh, uh, getting the the plant and the supply chain all over uh, in a mess. So rationalizing the, the SQs to a proper limit. Yes, there mm. is some excuse to, to penetrate, but we need to choose when that will be produced. Yeah. The yeah. timing. I I, I I, could produce this in a lower cost. Don't yeah. give it me sudden. So give me the high margin sudden, but don't give me the lower margin sudden. So it should be co- 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 cooperation between all the parties to have mm. at the end a uh, fruitful outcome of the pricing of, uh, of the product.
0: Yeah. I think I'll have another critical question. <laughs> so I think this will be the last question. And really, I enjoyed the discussion with you. It's Thank really you. interesting and um, amazing experience. So the last question in the mind when the business, I think this is very common uh, in the business. That's why we need your experience in that point, which is when a business has a critical product to be produced, and all the factory, all the factory is focusing and is working on this a product because it's huh. critical now at the end of the month and suddenly the factory stopped totally huh. due to a sudden breakdown and this breakdown maybe it will take a longer time to be fixed as industrial director how do you deal with this situation with the business and with your team
1: in that tough situation, hopefully <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, this is really it's a nightmare uh, when we uh, part with it but you have to be transparent you have to be uh, it's leadership moment that you need to raise the flag guys we have a problem here and that could estimate like 48 hours or something and you are keep pressuring on the other side and maintain whatever you can if it is longer than this so you have two options if you are maintaining your machines so it will take minimal time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if there is will go to the extreme if there is mm-hmm. spike or something in the plant and uh, maybe you don't know when it will mm-hmm. be uh so another way to be a leadership moment maybe you can import the product from other plant to mm. to, to save the opportunity and to secure the business or to shout say okay we'll work over time and we'll work extra mm. hours to maintain that or mm. to make change over if you have two identical lines you can do the product there or you have to do uh, some adjustment in the lines to 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 accept the capacity or to play with the uh, planning pattern uh, Mm. to uh, move the uh, high-stocks products at the end and to maximize the throughput uh, with a high capacity. So it depends on the situation. Uh mm-hmm. but for sure you have to be transparent and clear
0: so yeah yeah i like this because uh, if you if you're not <laughs> clear and transparent you have you will have uh, the it's magnitude gonna... of the issue yeah the constraint will be bigger and bigger and bigger. it will make bigger noise so it's okay. it's earlier to to connect than it with the business i think that we have the last question from our friend gabriel he's asking how do you balance your maintenance of your critical equipment with your productions
1: okay so for sure you have to identify your criticality or critical machines in the plant and to set the minimum stock orders that you have and the minimum stock order should be in the cost i don't know uh, how the cost center in your uh, situation gabriel but it should be uh, managed in the cost center of the inventory which is not mm. depending on your cost uh, of the spend of the processing mm. and then and some some people doing like that by by the the, the suppliers uh and the, to be automated so there is a lot of solutions but at the end you have to review the spend of criticality with the again with the time based maintenance or uh, uh the the other side of condition based maintenance and the conditional based maintenance as well ha- should have a statistics of the history if it is much more so you have something wrong in the machine uh, uh vibration or alignment or whatsoever so everything have a statistical approach so you have to uh, estimate put an estimate pricing of criticality of this starting of the year Mm -hmm. Uh, and even if you uh, buy a new line you have to ask the supplier or the oem to give you the the criticality of the spare parts and the estimated pricing for that for each component not each part each component component level so Mm -hmm. it should be in that manner so you. Proactively, you should know and you should understand and estimate and if there is any hiccup, much more than this, you have to investigate.
0: Yeah. Sharif, again, I would like to thank you for the amazing, really uh, values that you drove it today and your great uh, insights and stories that you, you're sharing based on your uh, amazing 19 uh, years of experience in multinational companies all over the world. Uh, and I would like also to thank you for I know that you're busy in that time but yeah but but you insisted to to come and join our lovely global SNOP community i'd like to thank you for your time really i enjoyed the time and also i would like to thank our audience who came today and engage with us uh, based on on these amazing values and hopefully hopefully that we need to have another because i have many questions <laughs> in that point we can have I'm another really happy,
1: uh, thank you Ahmed, and really best wishes you are doing uh you are really driving value uh, whatever you're doing is really great, so
0: keep it thank up. You and, uh, are doing a great work, and really you're delivering a value. So uh, thank you, uh, thank you so much, and I will see see you so, so very soon. Thank oh, you, thank you. Thank bye bye,
1: bye bye.